Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free on the ground. South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Believe in South Carolina on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Nick Kloss. Joining me as always is Braden Malloy. And ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Spencer Rattler is coming to South Carolina. And he's possibly bringing a lot of Oklahoma teammates along with him. The one that's committed already, Austin Stogner, was a four-star tight end out of high school. Now a four-star transfer. Rattler was a five-star out of high school four-star transfer had a rough time at Oklahoma but in my opinion everyone should be extremely excited in what Shane Beamer is doing here at South Carolina bringing a talent like Spencer Rattler and Braden in my opinion South Carolina has never had a quarterback like Spencer Rattler oh I mean that's with that's without question um the only quarterback we've ever had drafted just to begin with is Tannehill back in 90 and since the combine is coming to effect, we've never even had a quarterback invited to the combine, much less drafted, uh, much less drafted. Um, and this is also the first five-star quarterback that has ever attended the University of South Carolina. Um, so, yes, it is safe to say full-heartedly this is the best quarterback. Whether he plays like the preseason Heisman favorite he was going into last year with or he plays like the guy that got benched. No matter how he plays, he will still be the best talent and then most talented quarterback to ever play at Willie B. Yeah, I mean, he was the best option. He was one of the top transfers in the portal. Talking to friends who don't go here um, but follow college football, a lot of them texted me when it happened and they're like, were you guys even in the running to get Rattler? How the hell did that happen? Um, so I think really only really people who go to the university who follow South Carolina football specifically really understood the chance we had to get Rattler. I mean, I made a joke to you the first day he put his name in the portal. I said, Rattler, come to South Carolina, not even thinking it was a real possibility, like wishing it was it was on our wish list, but not thinking it could actually happen. There was a lot of good quarterbacks in the transfer portal, still is. A lot of them still haven't decided. But Rattler, I remember I went to go see the new Venom movie. Rattler was all the talk. I get it. I turned my phone off to watch the movie. Get out. Rattler has committed to South Carolina along with Stogner, who I thought Stogner was going to Ohio State. So Beamer doing great on the transfer recruiting front. We have the number five class transfer class going into next year. And then also more Oklahoma players are interested in South Carolina. Now that Rattler and Stogner committed there, Theo, uh, Theo Weiss being one of them. 
he was a uh, five-star prospect um, out of high school, went to Oklahoma, entered the transfer, transfer portal. He's from Allen, Texas. Um, so he could possibly be the next one, which would be huge. But, I mean, Braden, you got to be excited excited for next year. I am. I am. I think um... – I think we need to level out expectations for it. Like we leveled out expectations for Beamer. Um, We don't, I mean, we don't need to go bottom of the barrel. He's going to play like he played last year in the, like the Texas game where he had two interceptions, got benched twice and all that kind of stuff. Um, But we also don't need to come into this year thinking he's going to be another Heisman favorite player. Uh, If he turns into that by the end of the year, amazing. That's awesome. If, but we need to give him time to acclimate himself to this, to the team, to, uh, to the coaches. Uh, here's the thing that kind of worries me a little bit is that he was in probably the most prolific offense, offensive scheme in college football last year with Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma. And he really wasn't able to thrive in that. And he's coming to a team here that at the moment has not made a move off of Satterfield. And we talked, we've talked hours upon hours about Satterfield and his, his work here. But even if we bring in a new guy, which I have some sources that are saying that Beamer and Satterfield had sat down at the end of the, the year and Satterfield told Beamer, Hey, I don't really want to come back. I want to go back to the NFL. So that could be coming sometime soon, but my worry comes in that he he wasn't thriving or living up to expectations in an offense that is built to do that, built to produce Heisman winners. And now he's coming to an offense that's not. So I don't well, know. It's an offense that doesn't. I mean, with Oklahoma, there is you're right. There's an offense that has a history to it, produced Heisman winners, produced great quarterbacks, great wide receivers. Our offense doesn't have an identity. There is no identity to this offense because it was Satterfield. It was Bobo. Then it was Satterfield. Satterfield didn't do anything. Now Satterfield, I actually had never heard that whole thing. He wanted to go back to the NFL. Um, That's an inside source. I have Inside tip, inside tip. Um, Satterfield probably out the door. And then there's going to be the next guy. And who knows what that scheme is going to look like, what his ideas are going to be. So, I mean, and I think getting Rattler, we're going to build the offense around him and try and figure out what he wants to, what he thrives in because maybe he didn't, he didn't thrive in that Lincoln Riley offense. Well, let's find an offense that he could thrive in and do well. Well, that's fair. But my thing is there's not been somebody who hasn't thrived in the Lincoln Riley offense. You go from Baylor uh, from Baker to uh, Jalen to, to Kyler, or maybe it was Baker Kyler. Kyler. Baker, Kyler, Jalen. You go Baker to Kyler to Jalen, and all three of them are very different quarterbacks, yet they all worked so well and so efficiently in them. None of them is high-rated and talented as Rattler. So that, like, I get what you're saying. Yes, it w- maybe that system didn't fit for him. Kyler, Kyler was probably very similar rated. K- Kyler's probably the most similar in terms – I don't think Rattler runs as well as – Kyler, but in terms of just kind of play style. Yeah. But the way Lincoln was able to adapt for those three different guys and the fact that his scheme couldn't adapt to Rattler is that's where it's, that's where my worry comes in. It's like, there's something 
there's something weird about that, that it wasn't just like, yeah, Riley can handle Baker, a kind of a prototype quarterback. And he struggled a little bit with Kyler and Hurts when they ran. He didn't. He changed it, and they weren't just as well. So that's kind of like what's going on there, what didn't quite click, whether it's in the mind of Rattler, whether it's just the relationship Rattler had with Riley. I don't don't know what what didn't quite click, but that's – I don't – and I think that's why we need to temper temper the expectations because that was in a system Spencer had been in for a year and a half now. He's now coming to a brand new system with brand new teammates, a brand new play, place, uh, a brand new conference. I mean, he's also still a student, so he's going to be brand new classes here and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So adding that on to whatever, whatever the issue was last year is going to take time. And now he, we do have a full off season with him, which is great, but it, it will take time. I think Stogner will be able to be more plug and play easier than Rattler. Well, with the way we use tight ends too. Exactly. We he's and, gonna and, he's gonna fit right in. He's gonna be I mean, we just lost Muse, very good tight end. Jaheim Bell was also a very good is a very good tight end for us as well. Both excelled very quickly. Now we have Stogner, probably more talented than both of them. Yeah, and he's and, gonna plug right in and work out. And he's just gotta learn the route tree. He's just yeah. got to learn to play. That's really all. Rattler playing quarterback, you got to learn that. So that it's, it's it is going to be different. And, and it, I, you're right; it is very beneficial. He has all spring because I'm assuming he will enroll. In yeah, I I would assume he he probably enroll for the spring semester. He'll probably be here in the spring. That um, that, that would be normal because then he'll be here for spring practices and spring yeah. game and. Yeah, I think what's going to happen. I mean, this whole plan, picking him up is literally, and I think this honestly influenced his decision a lot. I mean, he's probably haunted by the idea of Caleb and losing a starting spot and competing. He saw the South Carolina job with Beamer and he's like, I can come right away and I can play. I'm going to be the best quarterback. And he is, he's going to start. But that would be beneficial that he gets that spring semester, spring practice, spring game, all of those things. And now I'm going to give an optimistic spin. I do agree with you. South Carolina fans, keep your expectations in check. This is an amazing pickup. This is a great thing for Beamer early in his tenure as head coach, which is awesome. Is this going to make us a college football playoff team in one year? Probably not. Are we going to be competing for the SEC East? We can only hope, but Georgia, the way they look, um, if they continue their dominance, I mean, it's just like one or two players cannot. You're giving me a one second. What do you think? I will say going from this year when we probably had out of the seven teams in the SEC East, we probably ranked sixth in quarterback play. Yes. I would put in just terms of quarterback talent, Georgia has one. I'd probably put Florida at two with Robinson and Emory Jones. Tennessee three. I'd probably the way the way Tennessee came on late. I guess if we do end of the year, I'd put Tennessee second with the way Yeah, Hooker. I was gonna say because the way Hooker played him. The way Hooker played, I'd put Tennessee second at the end of the year. Florida probably third with AR the AR fifteen and uh Emory, Kentucky fourth with Levis, and Missouri fifth with Bla- Basilek. And then I'd say we were sixth, and then Vanderbilt 
I mean, Vanderbilt's quarterbacks look good at times, but I just think talent-wise, we were there. Yeah, I yeah. think now we are probably second. Like, we go from sixth to second just ba- – like, not production-wise, but preseason quarterback talent ranking – we probably move into second place behind Georgia. Yeah, and that's what I was going to get into on the pure just basis of talent is you were kind of saying, like, he couldn't really get with it under Lincoln Riley. Well, I just from an outsider's perspective, this is completely could be off the mark. I don't know Spencer Rattler. Who knows? I think a lot of Spencer Rattler's (laughs) – I think a lot of Spencer Rattler's problems were mental. I think the pressure got to him a lot. He got, got a little Ben Simmons problem. He got beat down mentally. He couldn't do it. So that, and that happened with, we kind of saw those little mental breaks, especially walking off the field at the end of game, like those types of things. And so I do think it's extremely beneficial. I think that could have been a lot to do with why he was not successful at Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma's fans were brutal to him. Absolutely brutal to him. And, um, so now coming to South Carolina, Shane Beamer was just ranked on some Instagram account. I don't really know how substantial it is, but the number one coach to play for in college. Oh, football. on the what a bit, bit, yeah, big, I, big boomer, sooner, big or boomer something like, soon or something like something that. Something yeah, like that. Ranked. I the, agree. The number I one think, pl- coach players love to play for, and that could I, be amazing for Rattler because he has a coach that he loves. He wants to play for. He's super supportive. He's all, he's all about positivity and the talent is there. The physical talent is there. He has that, and I'm going to relate this back to Georgia, that Mark Rick quality of Mark Rick. It was If you polled the parents across America and they're like, who do you want your child to play for? They're like, Mark Rick, because he'll learn, he'll, he'll help them develop into a man, not just on the, like, not just a football player, but an actual man. He'll, he'll care for him and love on him. He's just that type of guy. Now I hope Beamer is able to accomplish more now i said mark rick was a great coach he could just could never win quite those big games maybe beamer for carolina hopefully beamer does a little more but i think he has kind of that rick quality of parents are like parents and players are like yeah that's the guy i want um and i think that's why that's why spurrier had a little of it i think spurrier's was more he was a great talker and he had that kind of like I don't want to say con man. He was also like, a legend. So like that, he was a legend and he kind of had, he was just a smooth talker and he could bring him in. Muschamp didn't have any of it. Uh, no, I, but I think Beamer kids did love playing for Muschamp though. I no, mean, they the, lo- yeah, the they loyalty did. for Muschamp when he got fired from past players was insane. One. Yes. The players that did come from Muschamp love Muschamp, but Muschamp wasn't one that was going out and act like, blazing these recruiting trails with his recruiting pitches Spurrier could, but his was more because he was a smooth talker, not because he like showed an outpour of love and support for the players. That's what Beamer is doing. He is showing so much love for these players and so much support that I think high school kids are recognizing that. And that's what's bringing them here to a program that hasn't had a 10 win season in a couple of years that only fit like I get, Yes, it was. We got a ball game. But also has all the tools to do. What I'm saying, he's, but he's bringing in, I'm saying he's bringing in these five star, four stars to a school that's not quite yet proven in the past decade. Yeah. And bringing those in now is only going to make it better and bring in the tools. What I'm, he's able to bring in a program that is 
celebrating a six and six year going to the bowl game and you're bringing in five stars to that team, which is crazy. But then you just have to look at it as we're celebrating a six and six season after a horrible season under a first year head coach that everyone loves. Everyone's behind. He's trying to change the culture. And also you look at the top 20, like 25, 30 richest programs, like with the most money, the best facilities, South Carolina's in it. The other teams that are in it are contenders, our top 25 teams. So, like, South Carolina has what they need to do, and Beamer is finally bringing the players to put that out on the field and possibly bring South Carolina some 10-win seasons, competing for the SEC East, competing for an SEC championship, which is exactly what Beamer in his first press conference said he wants to build this program to. And um, overall, I think getting Rattler and Stogner and possibly who else we could pick up in the coming weeks – is huge for South Carolina. I think there's a ton of buzz around South Carolina football right now here in Columbia and outside. Um, like I'm pretty sure Beamer's supposed to go on the fine bomb show today, or he was on it or something like there's a lot of buzz around South Carolina football. Getting Rattler is huge. Brings a lot of attention to the program, brings a lot of attention from recruits to the program with national signing day. Um, South Carolina's class right now is ranked. Um, we did want to talk a little bit about no, we dropped. Oh, um, we dropped to 22 because um, well, that's, not, that's still not bad, though. No, no, I mean, it's good. Um, we lost a four star today, he flipped to Maryland. I saw, I did see that. The D tackle, yes, the D tackle. He was a four star, he's from Baltimore. Oh, um, okay. he's from Baltimore, so it makes sense. He he verbaled to us mm. a few days ago, it was a huge deal. Um, Barham. Flip to Maryland last second. It's a rough call, but I mean, hometown kid decided to stay home. So that was rough. So we dropped literally, we were 16 behind Clemson. They were 15. Right. We dropped down to 22. Still not bad. I mean, a top 25 class is, is good. Here's another reason I say we have to tape for expectations because it is, it, this is the, it is a team game to the fullest. It is, mm-hmm. yep. it is 21 other people out there on the field. So even when you bring in Rattler, you still have 10 other guys on the offensive side and 11 guys on the defensive side that have to do their job. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this last year, the O-line, awful. And they're bringing, a lot of them are coming back. Um, and we just got to hope they, I mean, now we, we are as bringing they get in, older, they'll get hopefully more are, experienced and better. So We are bringing in some four stars on the O-line. But they're they're freshmen and these guys have played, so there there might be a little bit there. Um, we lost White, the Quandre right White left to the draft. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Harris has not announced what he's doing yet. Correct. He, he could come, enter the portal. Right, but as we saw this past season, the only really only spark we got at the running back was when White was in there making being able to make moves. So we got to see that. But we do know Harris can do it. We do know, correct. We do know. We've seen it. Um, and Marshawn Lloyd, uh, I don't think he's entered he had, the portal yet. No, and he had Spurs this year. So I think running back will we'll be fine. Receivers. Our uh, receiving cord could be damn good. If it, it should everything be. It goes should as be. planned. Van has not declared. He turned down a, a senior bowl type game yeah. or an All-American game. He turned that down, which leads us to think he's coming back, which is amazing. And then if if this Oklahoma trend stays and we get Theo Weiss, that's a five-star receiver. Um, 
And just then, having Rattler, Stogner, Weiss, and Van makes our receiving core 10 times better just in a second. And then you flip to the other side of the ball. And our, didn't we lose Inigbare? We lost Inigbare. He declared today uh, Foster. Foster's going to be out no. the door. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, we're going to have to. But also, are your our rec- two big... recruiting-wise, some of our best positions has been DB because, I mean, probably the all-star of coaches was our DB coach. Yeah. So, you got to fill those two holes because they were probably your two big, big MVPs on defense. I think Birch um, has a breakout season next year. Think so? I think he breaks out. I think we finally see him. I mean, he has not been bad. I, I He's not been, like, totally underwhelming by any means. But now, Inigbare is gone. What about Pickens? Is Birch comes in. What? Pickens? Isn't that Zach Pickens? Yeah, Zach Pickens. He was another five-star D-lineman. We got. Is he going to do something? He, he hasn't really done anything. He is someone I would say has been disappointing. As a five as a five star coming here, kind of disappointing. I think Birch has honestly done more than Pickens has. Yeah. Pickens has gotten a solid more solid starting role. Um, I don't know if that's just age being the veteran more. Now he, he's a veteran he just, now. He just hasn't done anything. But he it. hasn't done anything crazy. Um, I think, like I said, I think Birch really comes. There's something someone needs to step up. On D line, I think Birch comes and does it. I'd love for Pickens to do it, but I agree with you. I mean, Pickens. I'd love for a, both of them to do it. Pickens was a five star. He came three from, years um, ago. Hammond, right? Yeah, yeah. He was a five star three years ago, I think. And yeah, he's really been silent. I mean, I won't lie. We really didn't play them as freshmen. Pickens did not play a lot as a freshman. Neither did Birch. Um, and then, like, then they started getting more and more time. Pickens was pretty much a solid full-time starter, and Birch would come in pretty often, but still wasn't starting full-time. And I think now you let Birch start full-time. And when Birch got on the field, he did some crazy things sometimes because he's just that naturally talented and gifted. And so also- I think he breaks out. Hopefully Pickens does, but I do agree with you. Pickens has been overwhelming in his time here. Un- Under- underwhelming. Underwhelming. Uh- and then, depending on OC, if you keep Satterfield, is he going to make changes or is he going to be the same? I kind think of keeping Satterfield would be the worst mistake he. Could I make. think so too. So I would then you need to get rid of him before spring, yes. so the new guy can get in in spring. I think um, if you if you get all this momentum, get all these great offensive pieces, and then you keep Satterfield, which in one year basically made your offense one of the worst offenses in college football. That's just like you can't do that. You need he needs to go. We need a new guy. We need to Beamer's gotta my gotta source the new system in. seems to think that he already has his guy, and that's what he sold Rattler on. That he brought Rattler into the office. It was him, Rattler, Beamer, and the new guy. And he said, Hey. Satterfield's gone. This is the guy you're coming with. Yeah. And that makes total sense because I was actually thinking that I was like, why would Rattler commit to a program with questions at offense at offensive coordinator, like questions of what the hell is going to happen? Why, like why would Rattler commit? And then we get an OC he hates or doesn't like his scheme or something like that. Like that could be totally reasonable. So I think that's actually a spot on spot on idea. There's a, there's a good chance that, Beamer's kind of already got his guy, so we'll see. They'll probably, I mean, they'll see Satterfield through the bowl game, probably. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll have a job through through the Mayo Bowl, but.
but yeah, so that's kind of our touch on recruiting and getting rattled. I will say, hold on. One of yeah, my friends, Connor Jordan, he was a quarterback here. Many probably don't know him. He didn't play really. Um, but I knew him. He was, huh? Yeah. He entered the transfer portal. So I do wish him the best of luck wherever he wants to go. I know uh, some of his teammates, a couple of buddies I went to high school with, um, one played down at Charleston Southern. So he kind of, I think he got him in contact with the coach down there. So he might be going down to Charleston or whatever, but I do wish him the best and whatever in his efforts to pursue um, a future playing career and hopefully time on the field. Yeah. Good luck to him. Also good luck to Jason Brown. Yes. He entered the transfer portal today as well. So uh, good luck yeah, to him. That's probably leading to a Zeb Nolan bowl game. Zeb Nolan. I was going to actually, so now perfect segue into the bowl game. I just said we talked recruiting 22nd class uh, for the class of 2022. Definitely good for Beamer. Um, great, great transfer class, number uh, ranked number five in the nation. So um, that's kind of our touch on recruiting and the transfers we got. But yeah, segueing into the bowl game, UNC versus South Carolina, two six and six teams, Duke Mayo Bowl. Um, that'll be at eleven thirty. Uh, I believe it is on the thirtieth. Yep, and uh, that'll be on ESPN. And um, so you just said Zeb Nolan bowl game. You don't think Colton touches the field? Mm, probably not. I mean, I wanted maybe. to. Oh uh, well, yeah, we all do. Um, <laughs> But stuff that I'm hearing from practice, Zeb's been taking the majority of the reps, and he's probably going to be the guy that does it. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, Zeb's last game, like literally his last game. He cannot try this again. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's a game that, like, yes, it's the Mayo Bowl, but we actually would like to win it. And so it's a little harder decision starting Colton over Zeb who's been who's been able to do some things throughout the year. So we if it was a game where eh, whatever, like we had been if we had made this was like our seventh or eighth bowl in a year and like in a row and we coming in six and six and out of down year. Okay, I'd start Colton. But with with the like we said the momentum that this program has picked up since the end of the year. Six and six making a bowl game recruit all that to finish it with a win in the bowl game. Seven that and six, was, yeah. Right, winning record, get a bowl game, beat UNC, like the other other Carolina type thing. It's a game that you want to win, so I think that's that's probably going to lead to the Zeb start, just because you got the most confidence with him. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to be honest. There's not really too much we can go in. I mean, we can and we will go into this game and kind of talk about what we think and what's going to happen. But also, I mean, like Enigbari just declared for the draft, so we won't have him. Um, I don't know if we'll have Foster. Like, there's a lot of question marks of the guys we're going to put out on the field, and there's probably question marks for UNC as well. Have you heard anything on Sam Howell? Is he going to play? He's playing. So that makes not. It's not confirmed. Confirmed, but the fact that he hasn't accepted a, all right, but like he hasn't declared. Like he's he's gonna. I think I think I read something last week. He's playing. So yeah. Well, and I yeah. think I think that's beneficial to him after the year he had. Yeah, I mean, it was also assumed at first he wasn't going to play. Like when we first got the bowl game, South Carolina was favored. Yeah, like very briefly was favored because Howell was. Everyone was like, "Oh, Howell's not going to play." Then it started to 
make some noise that he was going to play. And now UNC is eight and a half point favorites. I Yeah, he's playing. I think his uh, draft advisory board or whoever he's got working with him said, hey, you came into this year a Heisman favorite. You're not leaving that way. You might want to go ahead and give him one last game there where you maybe go out and ball out. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, 2,851 yards, 23 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, like we said, definitely wasn't the season Sam Howell was expecting and people expected of him. Still not a bad – I mean, you look on the other side. I'm looking at ESPN, our top, the top quarterback for each team. Ours was Luke Doty, 975 yards, five touchdowns, and three interceptions. So, um, Yeah, I mean, but with the Heisman, a Heisman hopeful having a two-and-a-half to one touchdown interception ratio – no, That's I agree. Good. I agree. It was not. It was not a good season for. As like you look at, yeah, I just for people take take Sam Howell's year and compare it to Bryce Young's year, who actually did win the Heisman. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not. And and I agree. He did have a very down year, but just I'm more saying if we're like ranking the position matchups, that I mean oh, yeah. they win. Yeah. They win the quarterback one by a landslide. Correct. Oh yeah, on paper, without a doubt, they win quarterback. Um, they win running back too. Ty Chandler, Ty Chandler had an over a thousand yard season, 13 touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, um, they win that one too. So, I mean, I'm go, I'm honestly going into this. If their best players are playing, it's going to be a tough game for South Carolina. And honestly, you said it's an important game to win. And I agree. Every game's important to win. And this one is too. Yeah. But I mean, Beamer has said it before, like recruiting is the most important thing and South Carolina is killing it there. Oh yeah. So, no, yes. I mean, honestly, yes. even if we go in, drop this game, like, I'd love to win it. But, like, go and drop this game. Everyone's looking to the future right now. Yeah. Everyone's looking to next year because next year is going to be big, hopefully. So, yeah. I mean, it's not the hugest deal. If, honestly, if we're making predictions, like. Just to tell Spencer cannot play in this game no yes. matter when he gets on campus because yep. the NCAA has a rule that one player cannot suit up for two teams in one season, and this is technically – the bowl game still counts as this same season. So, yeah. no, there's no chance that Rattler can suit up real quick and play for us this year. There's also no way he could learn our playbook. and Well, even you put in like a basic pack and just say, hey, go out there and do stuff. But yeah. he, he cannot wear a Gamecock uniform on the field until January 1st. Or I guess until December 31st, technically. Yeah, once our season is completely over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, if we're taking picks, I'm honestly thinking UNC, I don't think they'll cover spread like eight and a half points. I don't think they'll win by that much. I think South Carolina does have a lot of momentum. I think, uh, they'll, they'll put on a good show and they'll play hard, but, uh, I think UNC, uh, takes the win. Here's the thing. We don't do good with momentum though. That is very true. <laughs> we had momentum after Florida. We had momentum after Auburn. Then we laid duds. The very, next very time. true. So I, and and so I, I honestly think UNC might cover because we're missing two huge pieces on the defense. Well, I mean, they decla- just because you declared, I guess if you declare, you can still play in the bowl game, right? I'm pretty sure you can still play. I don't think declaring – it's just more assumed – that if you declare, you're going to sit out yeah. because you want to save yourself for the draft. Which is fair. So if they do, we lose probably our two best players on defense. Uh, Who's our best player on offense? 
we lose our best player on offense with White. Um, but that also gives Harris and Lloyd a chance to step up. Okay, but we don't ha- – I mean, we still have our offensive line. That is true. Um, so, I mean, there's a chance if Howell gets going and Howell's like – Howell's trying to put on a, a draft tape show-off kind of game, I could see them beating us by eight, by more than eight. Yeah. Yeah, So, but I, but I also – like I said, I don't think this game – it's no, awesome we made a bowl game. It's great. Yeah. Very happy in Charlotte, Carolina versus Carolina. That's an awesome game. Um, I'm definitely excited to watch it, and I'm I'm glad we get to watch another game of Carolina football. But um, and senior year for me and you, we get a bowl game. It's yeah, a, it's you, a good. You time. like how they decided to get quarterback talent the year we leave? Yeah, I know. But the good thing is we still are going to be working in sports, hopefully. So get to track it, and you're always an alumni, always a gamecock. So. I'm still excited. It does kind of suck because I would have gone to way more games. How come um, that argument doesn't work when I tell people I'm always a bulldog? Because you didn't go to Georgia. So? But another great segue now for this edition of Believe, Two days after Believe in Georgia. <laughs> we're going to talk the college football playoff, and Braden's probably going to go off on some spiel on Georgia. So I'm um, just happy we didn't do one last. We didn't do a podcast last week. Why? Well, you know what happened two Saturdays ago. Oh, yes. So I'm just kind of happy that we yeah, we took a break that week and I could collect my thoughts and uh, emotions and put down the gun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll get we'll get into the, the college football playoff coming up at the end of the month. Um, actually plays the day after South Carolina and UNC play. They play on no, they the 31st. Play on the first. No, 31st. It's different this year. The New Year's Six Bowls all play – well, the, the ones that aren't playoff-related um, play on uh, the first, but the playoff games will be on the 31st. I'm saying that with a lot of confidence right now, and I am <laughs> double-checking because I do not want to be wrong. Um, but, okay, I'll let you go first. Go into your little thing of uh, – all right, Michigan-Georgia, that's the two versus the three. Take it away, Braden. What are you thinking? Um, hold up. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm fact checking your dates too, real quick. Yeah, thirty first, December thirty okay. first, seven thirty, Georgia versus Michigan. Yeah, down there in Miami. Hi, uh, down there in Miami Beach. Uh, Orange Bowl. Here's the thing. Michigan is a running team, and the way Bama beat Georgia was throwing the ball. So it will not be like the Bama Georgia game. First of all, the Bama Georgia game was ridiculous. You watch LSU and Auburn. Yeah, here it comes. Hold them to the lowest points they had all year, twenty-one, and Auburn held them to zero through hit, midway through the third quarter. And you want to know how they did that? They ran man coverage and sent six on the line. You want to know what Georgia did the week after? Ran zone coverage and sent four on the line. How do you watch a team hold Alabama? to zero points for two and a half quarters and should have beat them in overtime by running, by blitzing six and playing man. And you say, Oh, I know the way to beat them. Let's blitz run rush four and play zone. That makes no sense to me. Whatever. We still have Stetson Bennett in the backfield, which pisses me off more than anything else. Whatever. Anyways. Yeah. If you'd like to follow, if you'd like to follow Braden on Twitter, 
Um, it's recently just been a lot of why is Stetson Bennett still playing? Yes, but I have facts that but you want to know last year when Stetson Bennett played and we played Bama in the regular season, what the score was? It was 41 to 24. You want to know what the score was this game when Stetson Bennett played Bama again? 41 to 24. Nothing changed. I digress. Game coming up. Michigan, Georgia. I think it's going to be a completely different game because, like I said, Michigan's a running team. Georgia's built to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think Michigan's going to have their offensive explosion like they did against Ohio State or Iowa. They're all, but they're also a very good defensive team with Hutchinson, who was a Heisman finalist. You can debate if he should have been there or not. Will Anderson had a better season, but whatever. Um, he's still a, he's still a dude out there on the field. So Georgia's O line will have will have a tall task. Um, Michigan's back into their defense, average. I mean, it's not anything to write home about it's they got players but they're not big big time names at the moment so if if it's going to really come down to the line work for georgia's offense and michigan's defense one in the trenches yeah yeah for for those two units going to be in the one in the trenches if if georgia's o-line can give time to whoever's in the backfield and can open up holes shut up (laughs) if he's Start Stetson again. I don't know what will happen to me, <laughs> but it won't be good. Let, let, it just it it will not be good. Um, you will not want to talk to me until I. I'll give you an ending date when I find one. Got it. Uh, oh, my goodness. If I see 13 run out on that field, geez. Um, All right. Well, what do you, what's your, anyways, what's your pick on so the game? I think, I, I think if Georgia's O-line can hold up and make uh, – they, they, Georgia should be fine. Um, I think – I think, yes, you can use the loss as a wake-up call. Um, okay, this is really where we've been exposed. They got a month to fix it. Michigan can't expose you like Alabama can. Nobody can expose you like Alabama can. Um, so I think the defense got a kick in the butt like they needed. Uh, I think they'll be back to the defense we saw allowing teams under 17 points. I, I think I think they'll be back there. And I think Georgia's offense, Brock Bowers, Brock Bowers has many, many Brock Powers. Um him and Lad McConkey, George Pickens is back. Uh, Darnell Washington at no tight end. Uh, Kiosh Jackson. I think the offense is is still there, still good. I hope they start JT. I don't know. I still, if they start Stetson, I do think he can win the game for Georgia. I do think he'll be able to win against the Michigan defense like that. Um, so I do think Georgia wins it. Um. I don't know if what's this what is the spread like seven, seven spread and a half on that. Let me check. I I think it is. I think it's a touchdown. I think that's what it opened up is that. Um, I could see Georgia cover. I could, I'll take the cover. I think Georgia covers. Um, I don't know. 
I'd probably take the under on points. I don't know what it's set at, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, pulling it up in right now. Um, all right, so Georgia is favored seven and a half. Yeah, the, I'll take the over under. Oh my god, the over under is forty three. I say Georgia covers, and I say uh, actually I'll take the over. Um, yeah, I think it's like a I could see a twenty-eight to fourteen game. Is that forty-three? No, that's forty-two. So maybe the under. I'll take the under. I'd say it's twenty-eight fourteen. Well, I don't know. It'd be I. I'll say probably. Nah, we'll go. We'll go thirty-one fourteen in the over. All right, all right. And then on my side, gonna preface this with, I'm sorry, Braden, but I just think it would be so Georgia esque to have this extremely dominant season. Everyone's like, "This is it. This is the year. Georgia's gonna do it. They're the best team in college football," and then they lose to Bama. As always. And then their last two games, they go 0-2 and, and finish out 12-2 and without a college football playoff championship and without an SEC championship. So I think Michigan takes it. I think it'll be very close. I also agree if Stetson plays. I don't think that's the right call for Georgia. Um, but I don't know. I think Michigan's hot. I think Georgia is not. So I think it's going to be over 43 and a half. Some points are going to get on the board. And then uh, obviously Michigan covers and ends up winning it. They're plus 250 money line. So not a chance. That. Not a chance. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> well, I don't agree to disagree with you. I think you should agree <laughs> with me. Uh a common thought process of yours. Nice chance that happens. Georgia already had their stupid Georgia-esque loss last week, two weeks ago, so they got that out of the way. Yeah, it'll happen twice. Um, All right. Now the the Cotton Bowl Classic, which is the earlier game that day, that's at 3.30, and that's the number one team in the nation, Alabama, after knocking off Georgia, winning an SEC championship. I'm going to keep bringing that up. Yeah, sorry. Um, People People Against Cincinnati, the first non-Power 5 team to make a college football playoff. Brayden, do you think Cincinnati shows they belong? Or are we we never going to see a group of five team ever again? I won't say we'll never see a group of five team, but I don't think Cincinnati comes anywhere close to touching Bama. I, I, in person, I was at the game, watched Bama dismantle one of the greatest defenses in college football history. Cincinnati, they might, they have probably the top cornerback in the country, but they're nowhere close to having a defense that could slow down Jamison Williams and Bryce Young and well, Mechie's out, but Slade Bolden and um, oh, who's their tight end? The white tight end guy. I can't remember his name, but that guy, the guy with the long hair, that Cincinnati's not going to be able to stop them. Bryce Young is playing better than anybody in the country. Um, and, and then on defense, 
Um, I mean, Bama still has holes on defense. I mean, Georgia did put 24 up on him, and a couple of them were long passes or screen plays that went for it. Um, so, I, I mean, I could see Desmond Ritter maybe. Maybe they get a touchdown or two. I could see him put up maybe 17, 17 on them. But I think Bama would put up like 42. Like I could see it being a 38-17 game Bama, 42-17 game Nah, I agree. I don't think Bama loses. I don't think Bama comes – like they come close to losing. And it's just not – it's just – that's not the Bama way. That's not Nick Saban's way. They're going to come in – it's talent gap. Like it's not no, even. No, it one hundred percent is. It's it is. Just... It is the five stars of Bama, the crazy talented guys they have against Cincinnati, who, beyond all like doubt, put together a great team. Yeah. Um. Well, but like, like I said, we eventually it's gonna be their guys are just better. I like I said, I watched it in person, and they even in a down year, they destroyed that. They destroyed the Georgia team. They completely waxed them. Even in one of probably their, I'd say, quote unquote, worst year. And I just terms of mean of how they played, not quite record or anything, but how they played has been a down year. And then they just completely step on the field and just said, okay, yeah, none of that happened. It doesn't matter. None, it's not, yeah. yeah what, what season are you, we didn't have a season. What are you talking about? Like that's how they acted the complete game and just completely whack. Like it was from, you know, Georgia went up 10 nothing. And from there, it's completely Bama's game. Like, that and it's that's just the talent they have, the recruiting they have, the coaching staff they have, and of course, I mean that's just Saban. That's Saban doing Saban things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Luke Fickle's been great. I think what he won Coach of the Year, right? First non-power. No, five, actually, did he, did he Harbaugh won it. Did he? Okay. They. I Fickle, think he won it in some other poll. Probably. Like, there's probably, there's probably multiple. Of the years. I'm pretty sure AP was Harbaugh, and people were like, "Don't you think Fickle should have?" But I mean, also Harbaugh went from a losing record, oh, not yeah. ranked preseason. No, Harbaugh took his team to great. a playoff. I think every coach that's in the CFP this year deserve like Fickle, amazing. Got your power group group of five team in there. Harbaugh took Michigan, who's been not what Michigan is supposed to be, and beat Ohio State and got into the CFP. Kirby going on an undefeated regular season, having the, probably one of the best defenses ever. And then Saban just being Saban. Like, I, the, all four of those coaches are great coaches. Um, and there's also, like, eight different coaches of the year award, depending on what poll you're looking at, whatever. But it's just there. there's no matchup. Like I said, it's, it's going to be like a 42-17 to 17 game Alabama. Yeah, I think we're both on the same page. I, I like that score. I think Alabama's going to take it. And it's going to be a Bama-Michigan No, championship. it's not. It's going to be a rematch. And Georgia's going to take the rematch. Hmm. Well, we'll see. That is on the 31st, uh, the bowl game. Duke's Mayo Bowl actually just tweeted out a very important update on their Twitter. Um, All caps, important. There will be a waffle station in the press box on game day. Let's go! And then someone tweeted after, said, what about us little people, though? And they just responded in all caps, mayonnaise. (laughs) Dude, their Twitter's hilarious. Duke's Mayo Bowl does Twitter correctly. I hate mayonnaise, man. <laughs> the Duke's Mayo Bowl is coming for you. Um, but, yeah, so that's all we have today uh, on Believe in South Carolina. Um, we're probably going to take a little break for a while now that football season's 
over. We'll come back after the bowl game, probably talk about the game and then probably a lot of updates on recruiting and stuff. Um, transfers by then there'll be stuff to talk about, but yeah, we're going to take a little break. Um, follow, um, excuse me, follow me on Twitter, Nicholas under dash class. That's where I post updates. Also follow Braden. I think it's at Braden Malloy. Oh, it's Braden underscore Malloy. I think, let me look real quick. My Instagram is just my name, Braden Malloy, but Twitter is Braden underscore Malloy. I guess that's what I was thinking of. All right. So both of us, it's just our names underscore last name, (laughs) but uh, yeah, so that's all we have uh, for this episode and um, we'll be back after the bowl game. So until then go Cox and go blue. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.